From Luminary Media, this is Karamo. You know I'm all about helping you get to the emotional core of what's happening in your life. And on this show, you're able to call in and speak directly to me to get advice to navigate those hard issues that you're going through. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in to Karamo. This is a three-part episode about relationships. Now, I get tons and tons of tons of messages from you all in my direct messages. And though the messages come from different people, the messages seem to always be the same, which made me realize that no matter where we are in our lives, age, location, we all have the same issues when it comes to the different type of relationships. Now, there are three type of relationships that I'm going to be focusing on that I like to call the I, two, three of relationships. Now, the I is your intimate relationships, the relationships you have with your boo, your bae, your fiance, your spouse, your partner. That's what the I is. Now, the two is your friendship relationships. There is no sex, though there may be intimacy. This is your BF, your BFF, your bestie, your amiga, your amigo, your ride or die. This is someone you have both agreed upon that you are going to be committing to each other for a very long time to be in each other's lives, to support each other in a very platonic way. And then the three, which is an intimate relationship or a friendship where there is a third factor that can not be removed that is influencing how the relationship happens. And most importantly, that is keeping you bound to that other person. That three is usually a child, a job, or your family. Now, today, we are talking about the twos. Hey, friends! So when it comes to your friendships, I invited somebody who is very special to my life to join me today. This is actually my longest friend, my best friend. Um, I think we've hit over 20 years. Um, his name is... Ray Oxy! Hey, hey. Lights out of here! Lights out of here! Funny part is that Ray is not Jamaican, not but. Even close. <laughs> I played one on TV, though. You do, you do. <laughs> now, Ray and I have known each other since we were 16 years old. 16. Um, yeah, 16. My parents got divorced. Um, I moved from Houston, Texas to um, Florida, and Ray was the very first person I met walking into our school, which is now infamous, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Parkland, Florida, where the shootings happened last year, which is so sad, but it galvanized all of us and our students. But 
he was the first person I met. I remember walking in and Ray looked me up and down and was like, <laughs> what do you have on? We're going to have to do something about them sandals, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I was coming from Texas, so we had a very different style oh, than Florida, man. where Florida was sort of mimicking New York style, and Ray was not no, having it. No, you had the creased jeans, you had a little <laughs> slice up the side, you know, with the sandals on, the toes out. Nah, bro. Nah, not in South Florida. It took, what did it take, Ray? It took, what, uh, a week for you to then take me shopping? Yeah, well, I had to meet your parents first because you they did. had to give us the money. You did, you and did. Then, you yeah, met my father. Yeah, then we went shopping. We did. Uh, Which is hilarious because now who's giving who advice? You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'd be the last person to give you fashion advice these days, dude. <laughs> well, listen, you set me on the path. You understand? I like to do so. all The only reason I'm on Queer Eye is because of you. Oh, yeah, right. You taught me how to give advice and be direct. Now, you know what, dude? I like, I. I appreciate that honor, but you've always been been holding me down from from back in the I day, appreciate dude. From that. back in the day, you I, were destined to give advice. I appreciate that. Listen, so Ray and I. Again, we met when we were 16. So how many years is that? You know, I realized this. You thought you were 16 because you were driving at the time. Bro, I was but 16. you were 15. Oh, I was. Because you were driving before you were supposed to be driving. Uh, you're right. Because I turned 16 <laughs> while we were there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And you right. had the car. Rambo. Rambo. That was my first car. It was the most trifling car you've ever seen. You had to crawl in through the passenger side, yeah. folks. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to ever pretend like I grew up rich. I tell people all the time, my parents did a really good job of making sure that we were rich adjacent, mm-hmm. which means that we lived in the apartment complex that brought us to the best school or around people who had money, but we didn't have money. Nah, you can look at it, though. Yeah. All day. You can look at it, <laughs> but it, we never owned... We, we never had nah, anything. we didn't have it like that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Nonetheless, we have never separated in those years. Like, even to this day, we live six minutes apart. Yep. And I think what has made our friendship last is the fact that we have very clear communication. Yeah. Very clear communication. We don't hold... I, I, I don't think there's one thing I've ever hid from you or lied to you about, vice versa. Nope. 
Yeah. No, no. It's like we talk about every single thing and we don't judge each other. We walk away and that's just what it is. But that's also what other. I think was gangsta about a friendship, though. It's like it's not too much that we have to gain from each other. So it's not like I'm not looking at you like, okay, what does he want from me? You know mm. what I mean? So it's not like we have to fight for power in that sense. Oof. You know what I mean? Come, let, let me tell you something. I come from the school of Oprah. When people say things that are phenomenal, I like to snatch them out the air and make mm. sure I put them on a plate and serve them to the audience. Mm. These are our friends. You just said there was nothing to gain. We did not have to fight for power. Mm-hmm. I think that is so crucial because I think a lot of times people come into relationships and they all of a sudden find themselves thinking, what am I able to gain from this relationship? Absolutely. Or who has the upper hand in this relationship? Because anytime power is to play in a relationship, especially a friendship, then you can't be honest and transparent with each other. Yep, it becomes a bartership. Mm. Trying to figure out what you got for me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If y'all wonder why I am like I am, this is because this is who I, who's who been walking next to me through life. Uh-huh. He just said it's not a friendship. It becomes a bartership. Y'all better write that down, y'all. Notebooks. <laughs> All right? I'm telling y'all. Like, seriously, that those are things you have to evaluate. If you start to look at your friendships and realizing that it's more of a bartership, what am I giving? What am I getting? Then there's an issue there. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have that. Because... Even though you got money now, you used to be broke. <laughs> we were both broke, bro. <laughs> like, but for me, the underlying thing, I think, honestly, with the friendship is um, is the values. You know, what values do you hold dear to you? When what values do you exemplify in a friendship? Yeah. And I think that is really what solidified us to be friends forever. But I think also with that values is that when our values maybe have shifted and weren't aligned, we still tried to help each other to grow through that. And yep. I think more so you've exemplified that in our friendship more than I have. Like, Like, um, you know, I've discussed in my book that I was um, in physically abusive relationships where I was the abuser. Mm -hmm. Um, I also had an addiction to drugs. And during that time, you were still in my life. And you still, those are not your values. You've never had an addiction to drugs. And you've also never been abusive to any of the girls you've ever dated. Yet you still helped me to grow through that. To help me to make sure I remembered what our core values were and that you helped to guide me back through that. And I think that's key. I think sometimes people don't know how to handle or help someone grow through their pain to get back to their core values. Mm -hmm. And you did that exceptionally. And I wonder, how did you find the strength in yourself to do that? Um, Where did that come from? I mean, I love you, bro. You know, I think that's where it comes from first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know. Dude, if sometimes you got to look around and you got to say, oh, snap, I'm the person for the job. You know, if, if you have all of this knowledge and you don't act on it, that's just worse than somebody just completely missing it, mm-hmm. you know, off the bat. So as somebody who is so close to you, it's like we have to hold a mirror up to each other. So, yeah, you can start to change. You can your values can start to shift. But it's my job to be like, hey, th- this is who you are now. This is who you show me who you are. And then you get to choose, oh, snap, yeah, do I need to realign myself? Or now I'm going to keep on going on this path, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's why I feel like we did a lot of talks once you came off the real world and things were starting to shift. And, you know, know, I'd hit you up with little things here and there to show up the mirror and be like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And I think think that's that's just the role that we have to play. That is powerful. You said sometimes we have to say to ourselves, I'm the person for the job. Yep. And that's really what it is about in friendships. Sometimes you have to say, if I really love this person and want to see them grow and succeed, maybe I am the person to hold up that mirror and not judge the reflection, but to help them to realize that they can change that reflection to the reflection they want. And you did that beautifully with me. I was so appreciative of that, especially through 
the domestic violence, especially through, which you didn't really see that because it was like, you'd see more of the aftermath. I, I experienced some of it. Yeah. You might have blocked that out of your brain. Yeah. But, um, I, was, I was there. Um, and you were there for Will especially. I was there, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which was, you know, uh, a big shock for me because I experienced that in my household growing up, you know, with my father. So to experience it from the other end and being like, I'm the guy, again, for the job to be able to hold that mirror up to you so that way we can really figure out what's really good because yeah. that's obviously not how you wanted your life to go either. Thank, amen. I wouldn't have this amazing fiancé if I was still like that. So yeah, thank he's God. pretty cool. He is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and dreamy. Uh, and dreamy. <laughs> um, but listen, Ray, I, I just have to tell you, I just appreciate and love the relationship that we've had all these years and how our friendship has grown and developed. And that's why it was so important for me to bring you here today because, like you heard me say in the beginning, I get so many messages from people where they're asking me for friendship advice. Like, how do I handle this? What to do? And I thought, let me bring my best friend in. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I want to get into some of these questions that I have. Let's do it. All right. So the first question, the first one comes from Amelia, I believe it is. Um, my friend borrowed money from me to get a place. I gave her the first, last, and deposit. We agreed that she would give it back, but she has not brought it up. Since then, I've seen her buying things, but has yet to say, here's your money. What should I do? I wish y'all could see Ray's face. Oh, Amelia! <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You gotta, you gotta get your friends in check. I love this question because you and I, Karama, we've dealt with money our entire friendship. I yes, like. we have. And I think an exchange of money is something that, it, that there's there's business, you know, and mm -hmm. then there's friendship. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I especially think, especially when, um, shoot, if you got to lend somebody some money, you better know who they are. Yeah. And I got some friends right now, I already know. You know, <laughs> when they come into me, I already know who they are. They ain't go with their money, and you ain't going to see it. See, so, I have a different perspective than you, Ray. I, I'm going to tell you, this is, this is why we disagree on things. All right. I believe you don't give the money unless you have the money to give. And you expect it never to come back. When I give money, I never expect it back. Because too often is when people get into these situations. Yeah. Now, we don't know what your friend's perspective is, Amelia. And I want right. to hear your I want to talk to you more about this, Ray. But for me, it's she might think to herself, I don't have the lump sum to give you. Mm. But that doesn't mean I'm gonna stop living my life. Right. If I see a shirt or a scarf that I want, I wanna get it. Doesn't mean that I I have forgotten about you, but it just means that you gave me a lot of money and I want to give you your full lump sum. Right. So unless you set the boundary at the beginning that you're going to give me payments every week, mm -hmm. now there's a different issue there. She's breaking the boundaries you set. She might want some froyo. Exactly. She wants a froyo. You and know? if there's an issue that she, you know, like, what's the problem? An $8 latte. So what? <laughs> I owe you two G's. Okay. Like, I can still do the latte. Exactly. That's the thing. Right. And so my thing is, is that if this is a friend and you're giving money, you have to expect the money not to come back. Yep. And I truly believe that. I think it stops all the issues we have about money and friendships. If you feel like I need this money in a week, a month, three months, or a year, then don't give it. Keep your money. That doesn't mean you're selfish. It doesn't mean that you don't want to help your friend. There's other ways you can help your friend by maybe supporting them and figuring out another job they could get, figuring out um, something they can do to make odd cash. But uh, you shouldn't be worried about it. You know, yep, you yep, didn't set yep. any clear boundaries with her from the beginning. So 
your friend is buying and doing what she did because you didn't say, I need a payment every week. Amelia, here's what I would do. I would hit your friend up. I'm all about transparency. I would yes, hit the friend up and I would say, hey, I, I would like to talk about a timeline about when I can get my money back because I'm feeling a certain kind of way. I do understand it's your priority to pay me back, but I don't want to resent you every time you want to buy some Froyo. Mm-hmm. So let's get on a payment plan. And if we can adhere to that, then at that point, you can start to put in, you know, what kind of repercussions will come from that. Maybe you'll add some tax to it or well, something See, that's like the that. thing. I don't think there should be any repercussions. There should be. There, I don't think so. Especially Because, then, because then what's going to stop the friend from, not, from doing that again? You not giving money. Absolutely. That's what stops the friend from doing that again. You not giving the money. And that's what it goes back to what my original thought is, is that if you can't give the money, you can't afford to give the money, don't give the money. But if you can afford and you're saying to your friend, I want to help you, then let them have the money. But how does that stop Amelia's resentment from building? When Froyo is popping off, you know? No, I agree with you. Have a communication. But that is not the friend's issue. Right. You didn't set boundaries from the beginning is my point. Right. You know, Ray, anytime we've ever dealt with money, we've either said, yo, I need the money back in two days or... We've given each other money, and we've never thought about it ever again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, that's true. And I think those are the two things that you have to think about when you're going forward. If you really need it back, personally, I don't believe you should even give it. But if you are like, okay, I'm really going to help this person. I trust them. They're my friends. Set a clear boundary that I need this money in two weeks. But if this person doesn't give you that money in two weeks, the only person you have to blame for giving your money up is you. Is you. It was in your pocket. It was in your bank account. It was your ability to go into your own pocket and give that money. Your responsibility to take care of yourself. No one else's. So, Amelia, if you ever get that money back, I'll take 10%. <laughs> Listen, he's not joking, all right? He's not joking. That's why he got money now. He's very smart with Collection his money. Collection fee. Okay. Um, all right, let's go to the next question. Um, this one comes from Angela. I don't like the person my... BFF is dating. I feel like he is a new person when he is with this girl and not a good new person. He's doing things we would never do with this girl. Every time I try to bring it up, he gets upset and thinks I'm jealous or crazy. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Difficult one. Yep, sure is. Sure is. Because the thing is that, of course, you see, like you said earlier, the mirror, the the things that are changing. Yep. But clearly, you're best friend forever is not seeing those changes. Yep. And they're in a haze of whatever love they're feeling That honeymoon phase is so pretty, isn't it's it? It's beautiful. See, this is where the I and the two start to conflict. Yep. The intimacy relationships and the friendship relationships start to conflict. And I think those are important for us to start talking about because sometimes these things overlap. Yep. So what advice would you give to Angela? Man, I, I first and foremost, it's so hard to make someone else fall out of love with somebody because of your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's something about this other person that your friend likes. Your friend likes the type of person who they are when they're around this person. Yep. That honeymoon phase feels so good, mm-hmm. and it's hard. I don't think there's anything that this friend can say to the next friend to make 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 them drop drop the new person. I agree with you 100. percent I think I think that's not going to be your priority. That's no. why they keep getting upset and start saying that you're jealous or crazy. Exactly. Now, that's, that's disrespectful of your best friend because 
because they should know your intention is yeah. never to be jealous or crazy. But in this case, it's very hard when you're coming to someone and telling them about someone they're in love with. And I think your responsibility here is to continue to be their friend, but to what you said earlier, remind them of what their values are without using that other person they're dating as an example. And I think I think it's a good idea to also get curious as to why they do like this person because something about this other person is making your friend feel real good. Yep. So find out what those are and then you can you highlight those and I think it's a good idea to look at your friend. What attributes are they actually uh, not bringing to the table that they used to? And you could point those things out. This These are the ways I've noticed that you have changed mm-hmm. and this is how that has affected our relationship, our friendship and perhaps you can get to your friend that way. Not by bagging on a new person. Exactly. When you bag on the new person, all that it says to your um, best friend is that I'm going to have to choose you or them. Mm-hmm. And that's a very difficult space to be in. And you, we have to remember this. Anyone, when you have a friendship and you want to talk about the person's boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, spouse, tread on very, very light ice that you could go through at any moment and sink That's because right. now you're saying to someone you have to choose between me and the other person and it's that is a decision that you never want someone to make because what about if they don't choose you That's right. so what you have to do is you have to help them to see like you said Ray what's going on how their values have changed how it's affecting your relationship without bagging or ragging on the other person they're dating yep. and help them to grow through it you have to be with them through it um, Ray, I have a question for you. Is there anyone I have ever dated that you didn't like? Ooh. Dun, I dun, love dun, dun. Yes, I love this. You know, I've always felt um, a responsibility to wingman your person, uh, get real close to them so mm-hmm. I can see their weaknesses mm-hmm. and, you know, watch out for when they're coming after you. I will say that I felt like you picked some good people, to be honest. You've never had me um, over there hanging out with somebody who I, I really wasn't feeling. And, um, and I think I, I need to know. Okay, so this is why I love your whole the thing that you're setting up. I'm, I'm going to call you BS Okay, right now. okay, so call lying. me out. Because there was a ex that I had that one night tried you. Now, again, Raymond is straight. And this ex, I don't know what was going on in their mind, <laughs> tried to go into Raymond's room because we lived together at the time, and tried to try to seduce him. Wow, we're going there on the podcast. It's surreal. And I was furious. Furious. Ray was furious. But I think Ray's issue more so, and correct me if I'm wrong, was that you were like, you don't want to come between me and this person or mess up our friendship. You didn't know who I was going to believe. Right. You know what was going to happen. Right. Short story is this. Karamo's out of town. The boyfriend and I were hanging out in the crib because we're cool like that. Like I said, I'm trying to be the wingman. We got a little tipsy. Boyfriend tried me, dude. Tried to come on to me real hard. And I really wasn't feeling that. But I'm going to tell you, though, even to this day, I still liked him. I liked him as a person. Well, that's because that's, that your, that's, move. that's your demeanor. You yeah, like everybody. You're just yeah. a happy-go-lucky. That's why I didn't you're like that move. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I didn't like that move either. The minute you called me, um, I think he he got out the next day. The very next day. Yeah, he was, never came it, back to the house. Yeah, it was done that next yeah. day. Because I think for this is where again knowing my friend's values and knowing who Ray was, I knew his values were. First of all, he's straight, so I'm like, okay, you, you, you really There's just that. barking up the wrong tree. But <laughs> even on top of that, he has never displayed. You've never displayed any type of disloyalty to someone in that way. That's right. Like with your with your other straight guy friends who have girlfriends, you've never tried to hit on them or talk about them sexually. So I was like, I trust my friend's values over yours, yep. and I'm going to make a decision right now based on that. 
knowing their heart, their values, their intentions, and knowing that yours have not always been so clear to me. And there was nothing I could do to ever convince you to make to do the move that you did. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. I could have done. Yeah. So I just present you with the facts and then you make your own choice. Can That's I be honest do. about something? <laughs> who I didn't like? <laughs> just for it was just a week. Uh-oh, you know mine? That. Yeah. Oh gosh. You already know who it is. I don't know. I, I love her now. Oh gosh. I don't want to hear her name actually. Oh okay, I won't say the name. Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear the name. No, I won't say the name. <laughs> but it's your now wife. What? You know that. You loved her, dude, from you, jump. No, I did not. Okay, speak I on thought it. she was this first of all, let me tell you something. This woman is probably one of the most amazing women I've ever seen. She's so down to earth, so loving, so caring, so such a great mother. She's for now, you already know how I feel about her. She knows how I feel about her. But the first two weeks of y'all relationship. Uh-huh. I was like, I remember she used to just walk in the house, mm-hmm. and I used to be like, "We raised, we're Caribbean, we raised a different way." <laughs> mm-hmm. You knock, I don't care if you dating this person. <laughs> she used to just walk in the house, and I was like, "This little rude ass." I was it's like, "American thing, yeah, this, yeah." I was like, she would come in, she would just go in the fridge, and <laughs> yeah. I, like again, this is Caribbean. We're yeah. we're raised a different way. It was like, even if you're dating, you still are like, "Hey, can uh, I? Uh huh. May I? Uh-huh. Um, what?" And I just was like, oh, <laughs> hell no. Obviously, I don't feel this way at all about her anymore. You two have been married now for how long? Um, don't ask me that. I, on know, spot. Uh, you know, I know how it feels. It feels like I need even more time with her. Yeah. 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 Um, but you've been dating a long time, over yeah. 10 years. Yeah, over 10 years. Um, but, or together over 10 years. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I... That's I, hilarious because she calls you out on that. She's like, he didn't like me at the beginning. And I'm like, no, no. He's the one who told me to marry you. He I was, did. I did say to marry her because she's phenomenal. I, it didn't. That feeling didn't last long. Yeah. It's like what you said. Like once I started to talk to her, I was like, "Oh, this is the one." Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she can't go anywhere. Yep. She she is the epitome of what it is to be such a great wife and woman and partner. But in the first two weeks, I was like, and then she brought her friend over. I can't tell you who her friend is because he's famous. But <laughs> <laughs> he was on my couch. Uh-huh. Painting his toenails. Oh uh-huh, yeah, he was. And I about cut. I was like, I was like, hold on. Uh-uh. Her rude ass that came in here and brought her fan who's painting t- his toenails. I was like, I am over this. <laughs> he's a really great guy. He's talented. Come he, on, he's be extremely friend. talented. He's phenomenal. God, don't be so homophobic, Karamo. Hold on, can I tell who these, the person is? Why not? So it's Adam Lambert, the <laughs> the world famous singer. He was from American Idol. He this is um, Ray's wife's best friend Mm -hmm. and this is before he was famous before I was famous and I was like first of all it's kind of ironic that both of you have dated or are best friends best friends with somebody doing these these gays (laughs) these gays gays uh, gay icons oh sweet but uh but yeah so both of them over the house painting their toenails coming in my house and I didn't like (laughs) either of them nope I remember that day very clearly very clearly yeah but um again I think what was important about that is that we communicated about it do you think there's anything that you could have told me in that time to make me leave her or not be interested in her anymore? No, because my intention wasn't to make you leave her. Mm-hmm. It was to express to you my discomfort in our shared space and for you to hopefully correct the behavior. That's right. And to be very honest with you, you did. I, yeah. I mean, immediately you were like, hey, could you just please knock when you come in? This is, you know, just a shared space right now. Yep. Um, and then... 
I never saw Adam on my couch <laughs> paint his toenails. Um, you know, and so uh, it's so funny because this is again, this is like 2004. Nobody was on TV. Nobody was on anything, or maybe even before then. Yeah, no, no I don't know. And we just gave each other the courtesy as friends That's to right. know that. This is the boundary that we wanted to set, and we were clear about that. Communication. Communication okay. is key. Um, whew. There you go, Katie. All right, friends, we are back talking about relationships. There are three types of relationships as I define them. The I, the two, the three. But today we are talking about the two, which is friendships. Someone that you have committed to being with for the rest of your life. You're going to be there for each other, but it is completely platonic. And here to answer your questions, friends, is my best friend of 20 plus years, Ray Oxay. Ray, Ray, Ray. Ray. <laughs> Still trying to make my way to be that I. Yes. You are not. <laughs> Ian, close your eyes. <laughs> Listen, Ray, tell everybody what your Instagram is. Uh, my Instagram is my name at Rayoxay, R A Y A U X A I S. Um, can you say something Creole for everybody? I like to broad. Nakbule. Hey, showing off. That's okay. all he has. No, I got knows. a couple other ones. They're all curse words. Yeah, you can't I do. Say I do. On the yeah. Podcast. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Listen, let's get back to this. You've been giving some really great advice, Ray. And the next one is a little bit. It's ironic because we talked a little bit about the domestic violence relationships that I was in. Mm-hmm. You were around when, you know, when I was the abuser. And so this next question goes to that. You know, I talk about this in my book, Karamo, my story of embracing purpose, healing, and hope. And I kind of want to talk about it more with you, especially after we hear this one. So this question is, my girlfriend, meaning a friend who's a girl, is in an abusive relationship with a guy. Uh, It started off as just emotional abuse. And in the last year, it has gotten physical. I've confronted the guy, and she still stays. If my friend is going to be stupid and stay, I can't be around her. But she's like my best friend. What do I do? I prefer not to say my name. So um, unknown person, this is something that a lot of us experience, where you have someone who's in an emotionally or physically abusive relationship, and you see it because you're on the outside, but you don't know how to help them. Right. Before I give my advice, Ray, what do you think about it? Dude, I would go the intervention route. You ever watch the show Intervention? Yeah. Where at the end, you get all of the loved ones into a room, Mm -hmm. and you tell that person, this is what our relationship used to be like. Then you say, this is what our relationship is now. This is how I get to see you now. And then you say, I would like for you to get help by doing this, talking to this person or no longer being with this person or getting counseling. If you do not do that, our relationship will change in the following ways. I will no longer be calling you for advice. I will no longer be your punching bag for you to yell at me when you really should be yelling at your husband. Those kinds of things. Because I think somewhere along the line there, there's like self-care involved. Yeah. And if you if you are feeling, getting all of this emotional baggage and you're dealing with it and there's nothing you can do to change it, at some point you do have to start taking care of yourself. This is the beauty of friendships because I disagree with you. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this is what As Ray, you often do. This is what Ray and I do. I, I, I disagree because only reason is just they're in it. If they would have had the courage or ability to get out of the relationship, most people would have already done it. I think the responsibility as you as their friend is to, first of all, let them know that you will always be there for them and never judge them. Especially from your message, you said, if my friend is going to be stupid and stay, 
think about that. Mm-hmm. Their person's self-esteem is already being affected, and now you've added to it. Secondly, it's your job just to give them resources, not to say to them, you have to do this or I'm leaving you or we're not going to talk, but saying this is what's available to you. I love you. I support you. And this is what's available. Thirdly, you have to remember that getting in the middle of someone else's relationship, a lot of times, not always, they're going to side with their abuser because they could be afraid, Mm -hmm. they could be scared for their life, or they might not have the language or self-esteem to be able to say, I want to side with myself. Yeah, if my big sister Barbara was here right now, she'd be like, yo, it's time to bring the Brooklyn out, roll up in there with a whole bunch of dudes with some Tims on, have a little talk with the husband, you know what I'm saying? Big, now look. Big sister Barbara and I. Yo, Barbara don't play, dude. Ba- Barbara's a doctor, by the way. And so even though she's a doctor, she is. She's hood, okay? She's hood, she's hood. She grew up in Brooklyn, Bed-Stuy do or die, okay. she don't play that. Well, let me tell you something. Because a, a little intimidation goes a long way but sometimes. violence never begets violence, no, friend. Just doesn't. remember that. Just I remember know. that. You're right. That's why people are asking you for advice. <laughs> but I've invited you, so I like your perspective because a lot of people feel that way. But, I mean, my good. blood is boiling right now. Yeah. Somebody needs to go talk to this dude because yeah. if you're someone hitting on somebody else, there's something going on within you. Yep. And you're over here trying to change the woman in a relationship. She's not the one with, with the problem doing the abusing. Yep. Like, this guy's got to go through some changes, and somebody might need to shake him up a little bit. All right, we got one last question before the show ends. Um, It comes from someone by the name of Beth. My friend Anne is always jealous of me. Every time I get something new or accomplish my goal, she is never there to celebrate with me. I'm just tired of it. Be happy for me or get out of my life. Is that the right way to feel? Mm. Mm. Beth? Beth, Beth, Beth. I wonder if I wonder if you've always had it, Beth. Like if you you've uh, always been number one and always been the prettiest and always been the one to get uh get the guys because some people think it's easy when you're always on top, but mm-hmm. they don't see the hustle, they don't see the work. Karamo has always been on the top of every circle that he's in. Every room that he's in, he's always at the top. But what they don't see is when he's at the crib, he's on his laptop. He's coming up with ideas. He just cannot sit still. And people that don't see the work, it's really hard for them to be happy for the reward. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to know if your friend knows how hard you work to get all the things that you've gotten. You just said something that I think is beautiful. You got a couple of gems in you, my best friend, Ray. You said people don't see the work, so they can't be happy for the reward. And I think... That's where the underlining part of jealousy comes from. But what I want to first do is we don't want to assume that they're jealous. Maybe they don't know how to show up for you. Maybe this friend and does not know how to show up for you in your time of celebration. Um, And that's something that's real. Um, I know for me personally, I don't know how to deal and show up for people in times of death. I am just the worst. I I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And you would think somebody who can give such great advice, which I can and I do constantly and am trained in those moments, I just feel like I need to recoil. So maybe your friend Anne does not know how to show up. Having a conversation with her and saying, Beth, hey, Anne, when something happens for me that I'm excited about, I would like for you to show up and be excited as well. Is that something you're willing to do? And do you know how to do that? If they say, yes, I do know how to do that. Now we can have a conversation of asking, well, why aren't you doing that? Then you can start to figure out where there's the disconnect in your relationship instead of assuming that Anne is just jealous about you because she might not be jealous. Maybe she doesn't know how to work herself towards her, her dreams. And maybe it's good if you were able to say, hey, 
do you need some support? Because as friends, I'm here to help you out. Let's let's get together. Let me give you some advice. Yeah, I think um, it sounds like it's also learned behavior. You know, um, I, there's a there's a family that I know that recently. Okay, so someone got a promotion, and everyone else in the family was like, "What? Why you? You of all people." Whereas in my family, we'd be like, what? You got a what? Hold on, let me go work on my promotion. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, you just grow up in an environment where you're just not used to supporting something like that. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, some an accolade that somebody else does or gets, might you might feel like it's taken away from something that you're doing. But I really like what you said, Karamo, which is um, let's not assume that the friend is jealous. Maybe the friend doesn't know how to show praise, and maybe the friend is trying to be supportive, but is saying the wrong thing. Ah, you got an infinity? Ah, you didn't get a Mercedes? Okay. You know, mm-hmm. you might say the shade, you might think take it to shade, but I might be actually, I'm co-signing infinity, homeboy. Yeah, yeah. I love when straight people say things like shade. <laughs> Especially straight men. As a gay guy, I just love it. It's like, yes! We are infusing you with our gay agenda. I <laughs> love it. Did, did it. did it seem natural for me? It did. It seemed very natural. Thank I love you so it. Much. Listen, Ray, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your friendship of 20 plus years, your but also. Your partnership. Your partnership, yeah. <laughs> um, your friendship, I appreciate it, but also the advice that you've given my friends today. And now, who are your friends? I appreciate that. Everyone, give it up for my friend Ray. Hey. Woo! Bop, bop, IET. <laughs> Listen, friends, you know, when it comes to friendships, this is something that we have to talk about constantly. We have to make sure that we understand how to communicate in our friendships so that they grow and that they're healthy and that we feel good about them. You should never be in a friendship where you don't feel good or you feel confused. Listen, my friendship advice for you that I want to leave you with is always to make sure you evaluate if you are boxing your friend into a narrative. Are you saying that your friend is jealous? Are you calling them something just because you want to assume that's who they are? We also do it in other ways. We start to box our friends into narratives like that's the drunk or that's the hoe when maybe someone wants to grow past those titles. Make sure you give them the opportunity to be who they are holistically without saying this is who you have to be. Secondly, ask what type of friend am I to you? And don't get defensive when that person tells you how they see your friendship. Let that person tell you what type of friends you've been with them so that you two can figure out that, set clear boundaries, and grow together. Thirdly, ask what kind of friend do you need them to be for you. Be clear about it. A lot of times we don't ever say that. We just assume that people know how to show up for us. They know how to be friends with us. We know how they're going to handle money. They're going to handle all these things. And a lot of times people don't. So ask them. Clearly, what kind of friend do you need me to be for you? And let them define it for you so that you all can find a common ground and move forward together. Listen, when it comes to the I, two, and threes, there's always a middle ground that's going to be healthy and allow you to grow. And friends, I know you can find it. I love you so much. Thank you for staying tuned, and I will see you soon. Bye, friends. Karamo is presented by Luminary Media, produced by Little Everywhere, hosted by me, Karamo. Music by Ernie Wooden and the Big Woozy Band. Remember, this is an entertainment advice show. If you need direct help or direct advice on a physical or mental issue you're currently dealing with, please contact a professional in your town who can advise you. 
As always, friends, for more healing and growth, check out more episodes of Karamo on Luminary Media. Hey, friends! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 